Welcome to the Power of the Cross with special guest Mike Davis, part two. Luke 4 and 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised and preach and declare the acceptable year of the Lord. The Bible said in Acts 10, 38, he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. How many? All that was oppressed rest of the devil. Let me ask you a question this morning. If you're redeemed this morning, just kind of slip up your hand and say, I'm a child of God. I've been redeemed. I've been born again. I'm now a new creature in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you this morning, if that's the case and you belong to him and you're his child, it's time that you rise up in the name of the Lord and stake your ground and, and stand your ground and draw a bloodline in the sand. That is the blood of Jesus and let the devil know he can't cross the bloodline this morning. I'm redeemed. The devil's got to take his hand off of us. In Jesus' name, we have the victory. Woo, go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you love him. You see, Jesus bought us back at Calvary. I said, Jesus bought us back at Calvary. The Bible said in Hebrews 2 and 14, as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus likewise took part of the same, that he through death might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil. The Bible tells us in Colossians 1 and 13, who hath delivered us from darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption here it is through his blood and forgiveness of sins you see there was christ on that cross the devil thought that he had him defeated but the bible said he was on that cross and on that cross he spoiled principalities powers the rulers of darkness of this world. The Bible tells us in God's word that he is far above all principalities and powers. The Bible said all power is given in his name. And I'm here to declare unto you this morning that through the blood of Jesus Christ, we've got the power in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise real quick. If we're going to be victorious over Satan, we need a plan of defense. You see, as a Christian, don't flirt around with the devil and don't flirt around with the world. For I recall in the book of Acts, the disciples encountered those that were possessed with demon spirits. The Bible said there were seven sons of Sceva that were going to cast out unclean spirits in a service in which Paul was conducting. And they went over to this guy possessed by the devil. And they tried to cast his evil spirits out of him. And the evil spirit spoke up and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But I don't know who you are. And those evil spirits leaped out of that man working through him, owned them and overcame them. And they ran out of there naked and wounded by demon powers. Friend, we're talking about a super natural thing here this morning 
And I'm telling you, if we're going to be victorious, we have got to be aware of Satan's devices. The Bible presents the Christian life and the theme of the Christian life as a warfare and as a battle. And in this warfare, we have got to know who our arch enemy is. And we've got to be aware of his wicked devices. We must have a battle plan in these last days. And I believe this with all my heart. I feel this this morning. And I don't know who it is, but God, I believe impressed upon me that there's somebody here that's facing a demon battle the likes of which they've never faced before. God wants to deliver you. First of all, let me tell you, don't give place to the devil. Ephesians 4 and 24 says, or 4 and 27 said, neither give place to the devil. We've got to be sober and watchful. 1 Peter 5 and 8, the Bible said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, continually goes about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to chew you up, spit you out. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. If we're going to be victorious, we've got to take on the whole armor of God. And I believe there's at least three things that we've got to do if we're going to have the victory. First of all, we've got to stand on the word. When the devil came to Jesus in the wilderness, when Christ was tempted, after he, or before, just before he began his ministry, the Bible tells us that Satan came to him and tempted him. And every time Satan came to Jesus and tempted him, Jesus said, it is written. It is written. It is written. How many of you know the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword? And how many of you know that the devil hates the word of the living God? I believe that that's why there's such an attack in these last days against the pulpit. In the book of Colossians, Paul, on his missionary journey, went to the church of Colossia and began to preach. And when he left, he'd been away for a while, and the Bible said that false teachers had crept in the church and were introducing false doctrines and heresy, vain philosophies and traditions. So much so that Paul, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, pulled out his pen and paper and began to address this and began to warn the believers and even said that in the last days it was going to get worse and worse and worse. The Bible tells us that that day is not going to come. How many of you know that Jesus is fixing to come, but the Bible said that day's not coming except their first come of falling away. And that word aposta is used there, apostasia, which means apostasy or a departing from the faith. We've got to contend for the faith because, friend, I believe the devil is not only out there in the world anymore. And I'm coming down to the crux of my message here this morning. I believe that God led me. The devil is going to walk in that back door. And he's going to try to get control in our churches. I believe that with all my heart. So much so that he's going to fight against true God-called men that are preaching the word. And to do anything he can to keep that word from going forth. If he has to intimidate the man of God. He has to try to manipulate the man of God. Anything he can do 
to keep the man of God from preaching the word of God. That's what the devil's going to try to do in these last days. And I believe that in these times that we're living in, that false teachers are going to creep in the church and even stand behind the pulpit and water down and dilute the gospel of Jesus Christ so much so that it loses its power and its effectiveness. I believe that with all of my heart. Listen, I can't stand false gospel and those that would dilute the truth. The idiocracy of the Reverend Ike saying prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. And the gospel of materialism and the gospel of entertainment. Friend, the devil wants anything but the word of God. And that's what he's doing in this last hour. And people are turning to gimmicks and entertainment and prosperity gospel, vain philosophy, secular humanism, seeker-friendly. Come on now. You name it. That's what the devil wants, anything but the word of God. That's what the Bible said. In the last days, they would depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. The Bible said Paul commanded Timothy, the younger son of the faith, to preach the word. For the time's coming when they won't endure the word. How many of you know we're living in a time when people don't want doctrine? Just tickle my ears and make me feel good. But we've got to stand for the truth in this last hour. Paul went on to say to the Colossians, Christ was the preeminent one. He said he's the almighty one. He's the creator. And he went on to say that he is our redeemer. He said that he has redeemed us through his blood. And because of that, we have forgiveness of sins. I want to tell you something this morning. There used to be a time when people could shout about being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But they've taken it out of the songbooks. They've taken it out of the sermons. And they're not preaching any doctrine on the blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he paid for our sins. Praise God, I can stand here this morning and lift up my hands and say, I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You know what that word redeemed means? As I bring this sermon down to a conclusion, it means to be bought back, to be purchased. That's what they used to do to slaves on the slave block. Somebody might buy one of them and set them free. How many of you know you were a slave? You were bound in your sins and trespasses, bound by the devil. But Jesus at Calvary bought you back. Woo! He broke those shackles and chains. Thank you for listening to The Power of the Cross. We pray this message is a blessing to you. You can access our sermons at GrenadaChurch.com. We also ask you for your financial support in helping us reach the world with the gospel. You can donate to our ministry by secure means at GrenadaChurch.com and click Donate. Now, back to the message. Praise God, we ought to live like it this morning. Some of us live like we're still in the chains. <laughs> Praise God, we ought to be able to shout about the blood this morning. Amen? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's power. Power. Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. How many of you know this morning, if you're washed and redeemed, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Let me tell you something. The reason some believers can't get victory over Satan is they want to go back to where they were. They want to hold on to as much as the world as they can and walk in the flesh instead of the spirit. But how many of you know the Bible said that God is light and him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, walking in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, what? We have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus, God's son, will continue, continually cleanse us from all sin. I want you to stand with me. I'm saved this morning. I know I'm on my way to heaven. How about you? You want to know how much power is in the blood of Jesus? Let me give you a little true story here. I was a pastor, a brother in the faith, who had a daughter. She became a teenager, and she rebelled against her father, the preacher, and the church, and she ran off with evil associates of this world and began to run around with carnal young people that wanted to live like the world. Forget God, she said. I've heard that stuff. She said, I was raised in the church. She said, I'm sick of it. I've had enough of it. I want to go out and I want to drink from the cup and the founts of this world. She turned to drugs and alcohol. Turned to immorality. And the whole time she was running away from God. You know what her mom and daddy was doing? You know what the church was doing? They were pleading the blood. How many of you remember the time the old timers used to get in the altar and they'd have prayer meetings and you know what they'd do? They'd begin to cry out, I plead the blood for Jesus over my home, my family, my How many of you know we better start pleading the blood? We're in a spiritual battle. coming down here. I know people that used to be in the church on fire for God. They're coming. begin to plead the blood over this young lady. Thank God God got a hold of her and brought her back and saved her and delivered her. You know what she told her parents? You don't think it means anything to plead the blood. You don't believe there's power in the blood. She said, Mama and Daddy, she said, you didn't know it and I've never told you this. But said, when I was out living for the devil and I was running for God, I could feel your prayers. She said, me and my friends went to a concert, a rock concert. And she said, my friends got passes to go backstage with the rock singers after the concert was over. 
She said there were several of us there, and she said we were in line. She said my friends were in front of me. She said they walked up and they handed this lady. She said there was a lady standing there dressed in black. She took the passes. She said she let them all by, and she said she walked up there and handed her pass to that lady, and that lady looked at her and looked back down and looked up again. She says, I'm not letting you go back. She said, what do you mean? She says, you can't go back there. She said, what do you mean? You let my friends go back there. Why can't I go back there? She said, you're just not going back there. She says, I demand to know why you won't let me go back and you let my friends go back. She said, I'll tell you why. She said, I'm a witch. I'm in the old cult. And she said, I took the passes of these young ladies. But said, when you walked up and you handed me your pass, I looked up and she said, I saw something. She said, I saw angels all around you. And she said, they're not going to let you go back. I'm not ashamed of the blood. Oh, glory. My Lord. I believe if somebody will walk down here right now, God's going to touch you. God's going to give you a supernatural touch and a supernatural walk down here right now. Somebody is in a battle right now, and God wants to touch you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. I want everybody to step out right now and walk down here. Make it easy for them. Come on. Everybody step out right now in the near south. Begin to walk down here right now. I want you to come plead the blood. Come on, say it out loud. I plead the blood of Jesus. 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 Woo! Oh, there's power in that blood. There's power in that blood. There's power in that blood. I said there's power in that blood. Oh, my God, hallelujah, what we're going to face in this hour. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Glory to God, man, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to get my eyes on anything. Not religious people. Not people in the church. <laughs> Woo. I'm going to put my eyes on Jesus. And, oh, the devil's not going to affect my relationship. Oh, Jesus, go ahead, praise him right now. Hallelujah, praise him. Hallelujah, Father. A long time ago, a Roman jailer asked the important question to the Apostle Paul, What must I do to be saved? Paul's answer was immediate and to the point. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. We have to realize that our sin separates us from God, and the Bible teaches us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what did God do about this? He made it simple. Scripture says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believes on Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you'll just take a moment and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. 
Accept Him as your Savior, resolving your mind to make Him Lord of your life and follow Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength as long as you live. If you've made a decision for Christ today, we would love to hear from you and send you a free Bible. Send us a message to info at GrenadaChurch.com. Thank you once again for listening to The Power of the Cross. If you have prayer requests, questions, or comments, email us at radio at GrenadaChurch.com or send them to the Lighthouse at P.O. Box 2441, Grenada, Mississippi, 38902. That's P.O. Box 2441, Grenada, Mississippi, 38902. God bless you and have a wonderful week.